0: Hello, hello! Welcome back to another episode of It's Time to Wake Up. I'm your host Rachel Maraca, and can I just say it is so lovely to be here with you today. Thank you so much for tuning in at this time. You know, nothing is by accident. You were brought here to hear these exact messages I'm going to be delivering to you today. So let's jump right into it because this is a bit deeper into the love hole. Than the last episode. So in the last episode, we went over what we are not taught about love, and what true unconditional love really offers you, even briefly touching on the pillar of acceptance. And in this episode, we're going to dig deeper. If you were to look at a physical representation of love, let's say some sort of physical structure, maybe a temple, for example, of love, you would see this structure being held up by four pillars, observation, acceptance, sovereignty, and trust. And I know you're probably wondering, who am I to claim that these are the all-standing, go-against-the-test-of-time pillars of love? And the truth is, I am merely just one perspective of the universe um, experiencing itself through my individual viewpoint. So these are my observations from my point of reality. But, uh, you know, my own definitions of love have been tried over and over again. And these are the things, going through these tests alongside my spiritual journey, that have really showed their face to have offered what love is through any situation I've gone through and what it has really been about. So back to the pillars. And yes, they are built in this order. They are observation, acceptance, sovereignty, and trust. So let's start with pillar one, observation. To practice observation, uh, this requires a certain amount of self-awareness and discipline. I mean, think about it, in order to observe yourself, and you know, you cannot even begin to observe another without observing yourself first, you must be able to, one, even take that step back and observe yourself from your normal ego-driven brain and be able to look at yourself without judgment, which is Arguably a job within itself as well. And two, have enough self discipline to be able to keep yourself in that space of observation and in hand neutrality. You see, when we go throughout our days, we're usually having thoughts about everything, right? We're usually making automatic judgments. For example, seeing flowers and thinking they're pretty, or a car that looks like it needs a wash and thinking that's dirty. We're doing this instead of sitting back and just observing that these things just are those flowers are just purple. That car is just (laughs) having dust on it. Um, Everything just is. No judgment. And we have to get to a place of applying this to our relationships and friendships and essentially everything on the planet. Everything just is. Everyone just is. People just are. And come from this place of neutrality. But let's apply this to our interpersonal relationships in love and how observation stands tall in being a pillar. So you see, when we are able to have enough self-awareness and discipline to really become this observer of our partners, you know, after starting with ourselves, of course, we are able to really stand tall in this space of neutrality and things become a lot less personal. We start to see the times that someone hurts us for what they are Moments that person was hurting. And, you know, maybe their physical little human wasn't hurting, but their higher self was. We we start to see how overreactions or projections of past traumas and how moments of stubbornness or levels of consciousness merely asking to be raised and nurtured. When we're in the space of neutrality, we are able to make more clear decisions and we are able to put the pieces together with no judgment and then decide whether or not this is a love we wish to have in our lives. And it's only after we have observed, and you know, even though we're always continuing to observe, um, but after we have observed and still choose love, and this love that we want in our lives, that we then move on to our next pillar, which is acceptance. So standing strong as the second pillar, what I have learned through my relationships this year is that unconditional love and acceptance are synonymous, which you know, through my experiences, how I've uncovered, it is one of these primary pillars. In the last episode, we touched on how mainstream ideas about acceptance are rooted in judgment and duality. You know, proving something, someone is wrong or right, there's a victim, there's a persecutor, etc. polarity, and how there's no healing from this. There's no love from this. You know, we make our decisions for ourselves, and all we have to do is accept the rest. And we see this directly reflected in love. You know, after we have observed someone from this neutral space, after we have taken the step back and have held that position of observation and have taken the time to get to know someone's true essence, their spirits, their soul, to see their projections, their hurts, their traumas, the things that they bring to the table to work through, when we choose love and apply love, we uncover this pillar of acceptance for all of it. Acceptance of someone in totality, you know, their patterns, beliefs, behaviors, their situation, their actions, acceptance of their decisions. And we come to the conclusion that acceptance is really the pathway for energetic change. You know, what you give to others, also you are giving to yourself. Um, But when we are in acceptance of someone, we begin to remove judgment. And we begin to look at this person, this relationship, almost transparently through someone's little human vessel and straight into the cosmos of someone's soul and say, I see you, I really see you, and I accept you. And this pillar of love, acceptance, has taught me through my own experience that what it means is that you don't give up on someone. It has also shown me the deepest amount of empathy, which I think goes hand in hand with it, you know, acceptance and empathy that I could ever imagine, And not empathy in a boo-hoo, what was me, I'm going to let myself get walked all over because I feel bad for this person type of way. But being able to feel bad for this person in their specific position and relate to them, but also know that that's not mine to carry, but just hold a level of understanding, you know, it has created a deeper sense of inner standing than I could have ever imagined. And when you truly are accepting someone for their entirety of what they are, who they are, the, the good, bad, beautiful, ugly... You are actively choosing to fight that person's demons with them, to fight their patterns and projections with them, to see those things and embrace them and not run from them, to grow from them. You know, the universe is going to use the both of you and your relationship to bring out the ugly, sticky, gooey stuff within the both of you individually so that it can come to the surface, be worked out, be integrated, and be transmuted into something so beautiful so that it doesn't have to be icky and sticky anymore or let alone exist anymore. And you can't achieve that growth by not accepting someone in their totality within your situation, right? It is through acceptance and now observation. So observation and acceptance that we start to notice the structure of love getting stronger, more real and more ready for whatever is going to come at it. That love begins to strengthen. And after observation, When you're standing in this neutral place and are then in acceptance of someone in the wholeness of their essence and being, you can then move to standing in your next pillar, which is sovereignty. Okay, so pillar three is sovereignty. Sovereignty is the authority of a state to govern itself. Here is my politics minor jumping out, but right. So self-sovereignty, therefore, is fully being in control of your own personal power. It's from what I've learned and through what I've experienced synonymous with boundaries. And that's how this ties into being a pillar of love. I've placed this pillar as third because what I've realized is that in order to stand strong in your self-sovereignty and your self-power and having clear, distinct, non-negotiable boundaries with yourself and within your relationships and what you want and allow within those, you must have already recognized and become conscious of the pillars of observation and acceptance. You see, becoming the observer and being an acceptance of someone in an experience or situation keeps you in that neutral, non-judgmental space. And it is only within this space that you can then make clear and conscious decisions. So think of it like a body of still water, right? Or any body of water. It's only when the water is still that you can see a clear reflection. Not when you're splishy-splashing the water all over the place and there's ripples in it, right? But the same goes for self-sovereignty. You can only have it in a clear, conscious, fully powerful way after you've calmed down the water, after it has become still, aka when you have created a space of neutrality after being an observation, an acceptance of someone or a situation. And when you're in this powerful space of non-judgment and seeing someone's actions, for example... As what they are, and having nothing to do with you, but with what that person is going through or their past, you are then able to remain true to who you are and declare whether or not that something or someone is okay with you. If you want to allow this behavior in or you want to set your boundary, whatever it is. You know, when you're in this space of neutrality, you are your most powerful because you see everything. You judge nothing, and you are being guided to think with your highest and most powerful mind. You are being guided by your highest self, your true sovereign essence, and it's also all coming from a place of love for everyone in the situation. You see, by standing sovereign in your own truth and declaring your own voice, you are doing everybody a service. Uh, most importantly yourself, obviously, but also others. And I think sometimes there's a bit of confusion around this, um, especially if you're a people pleaser, but like me, by the way, as I'm talking to you, I'm also talking to myself, but by standing in your own authority, for example, um, if your partner receives what you're trying to explain well, great, and if they don't, then what emotions come up within them is theirs to face, and even though it might not be the result you wanted, it was a result that was needed, something that person has to have come up for them and integrate Um, otherwise that wouldn't have been the outcome you see. So the point being is that you get to be your most in control version of yourself, your highest, most powerful self after emerging through a space of having been the fly on the wall, the quiet, non-judgmental observer, the observer in acceptance of what he sees and is now going to decide how to face because you removed that judgment. You basically essentially kind of lose ego. You lose opinion. Um, when you're having stood in this place of observation and acceptance and now can fully take all of your control in your reaction and your feeling instead of letting your power disperse all over the place and overreacting or reacting quick or whatever it may be, you can now stand in this self-sovereign place and make a clear decision. How do I move forward? And instead of living in a cause and effect reality, you are standing in your authority to cause and effect In your reality, after observation of what is already playing out, but instead of a cause and effect reality, you are causing an effect now in your reality through your own sovereign power, which leads us to our grandest pillar and the pillar that ties everything together, trust. So the fourth and final pillar that completes our structure, our little temple of love is trust. And I think this one is pretty self-explanatory. However, I believe it means a bit more than what you're already surface level thinking that it means. So yes, obviously, we have to trust our partners, our friends, whoever the person is we are in relation to that we're thinking about. But we also have to trust it ourselves and the universe. And we have to trust in the fact that there is a divine plan. We have to trust in the fact that there is no wrong or right decisions for us to be making. We have to trust that there is no right path to go down. There is no wrong path to go down. We have to trust that our universe has so perfectly designed our individual journeys to be perfect, perfect, spotless, to be exactly what they are and what they have been, all of it, the good, the bad, the joyous, and the most painful. We have to trust that it was all and is all a part of a a grander scheme, a grander plan. We have to trust that before we were born into these bodies, that we saw every thought we would have. We saw every person we would meet, even strangers we encountered. We would see every job we would gain or lose, every house we would live in, every tattoo we have gotten, times we've cried, fights we've had, burgers we've ate, literally all of it. Uh, Everything from each of one of our millions of thoughts a day to the water bottle we drink in the morning the route we take to work, the month we have, the decades we have, all of it. We have to trust that it is divinely planned. We have to trust that our only job is to live and be present in our now moments and experience life to play with and through life because the universe has everything else figured out. And, you know, therefore in relation to being a pillar of love Yes, again, we have to trust our partners and our friends and whoever, but we have to trust that everything that's happening within those frameworks and relationships is for everybody in the situation's highest good. You know, every fight we have, deep talk shared, laugh experienced, memory created, we need to trust that the experiences we go through are exactly what was needed and divinely timed so that we could be learning more about ourselves and other people and ourselves through other people. And we need to have this trust, you know, the most important pillar, that decisions we make within our relationships are the right ones. You know, even the things, the wrong decisions we've made are the right decisions for their time. You know, everything is in divine timing for the 500th time. I feel like I've repeated, but it is all to be trusted. And in the faces of uncertainty, it is arguably the hardest pillar to feel and really get a good look at. But it is in those darkest moments that we realize it is the strongest pillar. And when we trust in ourselves and our relationships and in the universe and that everything is running according to plan, our relationships feel a lot less filled with pressure. There is less of a need for control and henceforth, I think, leading towards being more open and vulnerable and feeling more light than ever before. And After we observe and accept, we are then able to stand in our sovereignty and truly trust the divine source that runs me, you, your partner, your friend, and actually every being or particle in the universe. But that's pretty much the story of the pillars and how I've realized they're built, what they are, the mere basis of them and the order of which they've been arranged, you know, Uh, step one to step four. Observe, accept, stand in your power, and trust it all. They are all interconnected, all weaved. They are the four pillars of the structure of love. So, you know, in conclusion, through my own roller coaster of experiences and the emotions tied to them, I feel like I have really stripped love down to its bones. I feel like I've found its architectural anatomy and really have seen these pillars. I saw these boxes that every experience, feeling, conversation, relationship, whatever could be put into. And I saw and I read between the lines that these were the themes that were constantly being played out within love, whether friendship or relationship. And when one of these things, one of these pillars isn't there, the foundation isn't in balance. It is shaky. And, you know, I, it's funny, I had a visual of the Leaning Tower of Pisa, and I kind of saw if, you know, one of these pillars is off, it's going to keep tilting more and more and more until it eventually collapses. And all four of these foundations, these pillars are necessary in order for true unconditional love to be present and built and not be at a weird 30 degree angle <laughs> or whatever degree the Tower of Pisa is and whatever, not the point, but... I honestly am so grateful to have really investigated and stripped down love to its naked self through my own relationship and to really see these things because it has taught me so much about myself and my relationship to others and how I interact with, you know, showing up for others as well. And it's even helped me really see what's worth my time and what's not, you know, tying into self-sovereignty and where, you know, just observing where people are even at and whether or not I... I can declare I or decide I have that space for that type of relationship in my life or that type of love, say it's missing a pillar in my life. Um, And I, I really do invite you to dig deep into your relationship or your friendships and see where you could start working on these pillars or if someone's relationship to you even offers all four of them and really investigate on what that could mean for you and your life. And, you know, whether or not you can offer those four pillars to someone, but it is it is a journey. But these are the pillars I have found have defined unconditional love for me and what I've decided through my own sovereignty that these are the only types of relationships I will further make space for in my life. You know, I'm not about living shallow. I'm about living deep. And the type of relationships I choose to have in my life and the boundaries I have now set, you know, even though it's been hard and a path of loss right now is one of consciousness and awareness of the self and others and growth. And I'm not accepting anything less than a love that offers these four pillars with friendships or relationship. And I am very grateful that honestly, my relationship has kind of guided the way for my friendships because I've learned a lot about these things through my romantic relationship. But again, it's just, it all ties into one another. Like it's taught me so much about my friendships as well and what love means in general, which is how I got to you today. (laughs) But uh, anyway, that's just me. So just know again, that as I'm speaking to you today, I'm also speaking to myself and All of these pillars are constantly needing to be worked on, and the work is never really done. But in order to start, you first need to become conscious of it. So hopefully now you have become a little bit more conscious. Um, I, again, invite you to investigate your relationship and your friendships. Ask yourself if you're being offered these things, if you're offering these things. Figure out what needs work, what needs to be built, and stand in love the true meaning of love um and i hope i have given a bit of insight into unconditional love and the pillars that build it and come along with practicing it and this is the work we are here to do good luck to you along your journeys of love and i hope that you get all of it you deserve i am with you on this journey holding your hand we are all walking each other home infinite blessings to you and thank you so much again for joining me today and i will see you guys in the next episode blessings